Hello, thank you for tuning in. My name is Dan. And I'm Jenny. And this is Rookie Movie Reviews. Uh, Jenny, what did we watch today? Today we watched Aliens, the sequel to Alien. And what did you think of Aliens? Well, I thought this has to be one of the top 100 movies of all time. Truly. (laughs) The movie going in was... I always had to understand that Alien was the horror, and Aliens was the action. It switches directors from Ridley Scott to James Cameron. Of Avatar fame. Yeah, and Titanic fame. Titanic fame is a big one. It was pretty nuts to me that it was seven years after. Yeah, 86. I was going to make a joke that Titanic wasn't an action film, and I was really excited about it, and I almost interrupted you to make the joke. Do you want to make the joke now? Well, I just made it. <laughs> Titanic was not an action film. Okay, sorry. Yeah, seven years after the original. So... Except for when it sank. That was <laughs> true. That's pretty action-packed. Okay, so this movie kicks off right where the last one ended. Or at least that's what you would think, because technically it's 57 years later. Yes, which was a nice little twist, so... These marines or salvage workers or whatever recover Ripley's body from her stasis tube on the shuttle. And Jones. And Jones, the cat. Bring her on to the uh, planet and start grilling her. The The company that she worked for is, uh, is grilling her about the nature of the last mission. Mm-hmm. There's a sequence where she's got to testify against the board, like what her recollection of events was. Mm-hmm. And... How things went down and none of them believe her because there's no record of the alien. There's no trace of it on the ship, anything like that. You know, so your standard we don't believe you type thing. It seems like the whole movie's corporate greed, you know? The yeah, I mean, it's the 80s. Yeah. Makes sense that all those junk stocks, junk yes. bonds. Junk bonds, which is a very technical term that I don't know what that means. Oh, so they... Like penny stocks, so they ramped up the prices of these garbage stocks, and then they pulled out in time to make a bunch of money, but screw over other people. So this is kind of what they were talking about in the big short, except that took place in 2008 with housing loans. I guess. I mean, people suck throughout the years, so it's kind of like that. So they manipulated the market and then profited off of it to the betrayal of the common masses. So corporate greed. Corporate greed. Scummy. Scummy. The company... Um. I don't know if they say this in the movie, but it's the Wayland yutani Company. They must say it. Wayland yutani they don't believe her. Mm-mm. The, and oh, what? I was going to say, this is also when we meet Carter Burke. Yeah, a very skeevy guy. Who'd you say he looked like? Oh, yeah, a co-worker. co-worker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't need the co-worker now. Yeah. Um, he also looks like, uh, funny enough, because Sigourney Weaver is from Heather's. And he no, looks, she's not. That's Winona Ryder. Oh, we had the same mix. Well, we had the mix up. I had the mix up <laughs> in the last episode. And when you talk to my brother. <laughs> and when I talk to your brother. Uh, it is not Sigourney Weaver. It, it is Sigourney Weaver. Heather's is not Sigourney Weaver. Oh, boy. Um, no, that's true. Heather's is Winona Ryder. And that movie also stars Christian Slater. And this guy looks kind looks of like, like Christian, Christian Slater. His eyes are wider. Yeah. Christian Slater's even skeevier looking. Christian Slater has quite the look. Yes. 
<laughs> to put it lightly. Anyway, that was a super constructive tangent. Or... <laughs> I, was just, I was talking to my coworker today about how we're doing this podcast. Right. And she was talking about how she hates podcasts that go off on a tangent. And she named, like, My Favorite Murder as a podcast she doesn't like. And I was Ooh. like, oh, you would hate my podcast. Yeah, all this whole thing is tangents. Yeah, it's, that's my favorite <laughs> part about it. Us getting drunk, us cussing, us making tangents. If we stuck to the plot, these would be ten minutes long. <laughs> um, speaking of plot. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, so no one believes her, and they reveal to her that in the 57 years that have elapsed, mm-hmm. since she conked out on her shuttle, they started up a mining colony on LV-246. Is the I thought planet. it was 426. Uh, LV, it is 426. LV-426. Um, she freaks out. She's like, you can't have that there. There's hundreds of eggs on this alien ship. You know, they're all going to die. They're all going to be incubated, and it's going to be horrible. And it's 60 to 70 families. Yes, children. I think yeah. I think that they made a lot of um, matronly references. Yeah. So I feel like Sigourney Weaver was set up to be less of a stone cold person, so mm-hmm. she like really cared about kids in this one, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah, for sure. The uh, side character that's introduced really kind of brings out the character as a motherly caretaker. Yes. Yep. So they ended up losing communication with them. And they find out that something's up and they say we have to destroy the planet. Yeah, they want to send Ripley there. And I really like this scene where Carter Burke goes with a couple of Wayland company guys to her apartment. And she's got PTSD and everything. And the oh, the dream sequence when she first wakes up in the hospital and mm-hmm. there's the burster that she thinks is happening that really got me. I truly thought she was going to like die or go through some near-death thing and an alien would be loose because I didn't know what the exact plot was. Mm-hmm. But uh, that dream sequence got me. So, yeah. So they have to go to the planet and they want Ripley to go as a consultant. Yes, they do. And then we get introduced to a pretty cool cast characters when she finally agrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in. I thought that was cool. Uh, <laughs> on the cool. condition that they destroy like she's going there to murder these things yeah so. Ripley's very cool yes and then we meet some other characters I wrote down that Vasquez was super cool that was the buff lady thought she was awesome Hicks and Hudson who show up and then Bishop who he does this cool knife thingy trick mm-hmm. and then we find out he is an artificial person And then he makes this comment about how whatever model Ash was, was defective, and that he's upgraded and he won't break. And I was like, oh, he's gonna break. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's gonna break. He's gonna break. Yeah, I mean, he has to break with a line like that. Yeah. So yeah, the introduction of Chekhov's break. Chekhov's artificial human. (laughs) (laughs) Cyborgs are evil. Just watch Blade Runner. Come on. One thing that really was funny, because the cast characters here is so cool, and the Marines are all over the top, you mm-hmm. know, ridiculous. One thing that really cracked me up is Vasquez, and I forget who it was. I think it was, not Hudson, uh, Hicks maybe. One of the other Marines is her hype man. Like, those scenes <laughs> where she says something snarky, because she's, like, this edgy Marine lady, and then... Uh, 
the the guy in the back is just like hell yeah Vasquez and they <laughs> high five it cracked me up a lot just a really likable cast yeah and uh, you find out I think you find out now that they're called xenomorphs that's what the black aliens are called mm-hmm. and I I mean it's good that they actually named it because I don't know I still don't recall if they ever named them face huggers yeah I, there is a sequence because in the lab. In the lab. So they all... Yeah. Well, I want to bring up the yellow robot thing. Oh, yeah. Which is a loader. And Ripley talks about how she has a class 2 license and she can drive the loader. And then they all go to the planet. And uh, they're looking for the beacon. And they have the atmosphere processor. To yeah. Just some setup. Yeah. And then uh, they back up. I'm sorry. Oh, With the camera, they like, back up, pan right. And you see the acid... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so they land on the colony. It's totally dead. They start their expedition out of a APC, or what is that, Arm- armored personnel carrier. Mm-hmm. They, the Marines are going through. There's clearly been a horrible battle. Yeah. And this is the second instance that Ripley is shown as an awesome person. She is awesome. With the atmosphere processor. Yeah. Um, I'm too concerned about oxygen, I think. Because when they said this thing was broken, I was like, oh, they're definitely going to not be able to breathe at some point. Right. Yeah. Oh, boy. But that never happens. I think we can say that. That's There's so... <laughs> all these movies now that take place in space, and I'm thinking of the Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. And um, Interstellar and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so focused on our oxygen consumption and stuff and it's like this will be tense if they start to run out of oxygen everyone can connect to that this movie is just like yeah it's space and they figured it out you know <laughs> they can breathe just yeah fine. they can breathe methane these days yeah or something <laughs> they smoked a lot back then so <laughs> who knows but um to the point of ripley's enablement just uh-huh. like with the class two loader license and with her being the most on the ball about the threat that's coming up and being perceptive on the expedition they, I don't know if they, like, tried really hard to make her, like, a really strong character who is female rather than leaning into, like, oh, she's a not your typical female. She's strong, you know? Like, that's so many movies that try to get... Because we talked about this with Alien. How they try to make an individual and it's just like, oh, she's crude or whatever. And that's her whole personality. Yeah, I feel like for as weirdly sexist as movies are in the 80s and 70s, this did an actually pretty good job. I think they definitely used motherhood to tie her back to being a woman. Yeah. I found out that Ripley was actually written to be a man, and then Sigourney Weaver just did so well. Oh, really? So, cool. or I didn't research that at all, but my friend Annika, who went to school for screenwriting, told me about it, so I hope it's true. It's credible enough for me. <laughs> Otherwise, that's four years of what were you doing? <laughs> four years, what was I doing, you know? Yeah, I'm so, an English major, so I have a what the hell? web degree, and I'm working on a website, so what did I do with that degree? <laughs> God, I'm funny. Yes. Anyway, we <laughs> they pan through it, and nobody's there. Yeah. And they say that they must have had a last stand battle and was a hell of a fight. So, complete devastation throughout the planet. And they're walking through, and they end up in this lab. 
And you see a bunch of these spider crab creatures that we know hug your face and implant embryos, essentially, into you so that they will hatch from your body. Anyway, whatever. They killed a man taking one off. Bishop talked about that, I think. So he wasn't there. He must have been oh, like logs this or something. Was the, uh, this is when they were all in the lab and they find the face huggers and they were reading the logs mm. that you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm like, oh, they didn't do surgery on anybody. But no, they wrote down how this devastated planet, the doctor on this planet had a medical journal where he had tried to remove a facehugger and it killed the guy. Yes. Okay. So, okay. I really like this because it was super validating. Because up to this point, all the Marines were like, whatever, bug hunt, you know. Ripley is this uh, maintenance worker, whatever job she has. She was after. an officer. Well, uh, oh, an crew. alien, but then when she reintegrates back into society or whatever, mm-hmm. she's the Carter Burke kind of chastises her for her current job, oh. and that's tries to get her to come on with that. So okay. nobody really believes her, and then they come across this scene with this brutal description of death by face hugger and these aliens, and it's kind of like, oh shit, you know, she she knows what's up. Nice, nice little validation scene. Yes, super good. And then this is about the time that we get to meet Newt, who's this little girl that is all alone and she's been surviving in the air ducts away from these aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's uh, almost feral. Yeah. And now I'm kind of am hesitant on this because there's a scene where they find Newt and they kind of reconvene because it's getting to be dark. You know, Newt says, oh, we got to... Gotta hide because they come out at night mostly. Oh, we um, botched it. What? It's they mostly come out at night. Mostly. Oh. That's a famous line. That's, I didn't know that was famous. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get out. Get I'm out. Finish God. this episode. Yeah, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> so they have hold up. Right. Mm-hmm. For, for the evening times. Yep. I wrote down that I like this, but now that you kind of pointed out how they tied Ripley back to being a woman through motherliness. Because I thought the scene between her and Newt was you know, touching, and Ripley, despite being efficient and tough when she needs to be, is also a caring person. Yeah, I mean, that's still valid. I mean, motherhood doesn't mean you're any less of a feminist. Oh, well, no. Or strong. True. But I'm sure that James Cameron just kind of didn't have the most progressive... I, this is putting a lot of, to James Cameron in the 80s, but... He wrote Titanic, <laughs> so... He That's didn't write Titanic. Maybe he did. I don't uh, know. He directed Titanic. He... He made a movie so that he could go look at some space... Space rubble. Ship rubble. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Anyhow, um... You want to take us away after... I would skip ahead to who's laying those eggs, so... Oh, and all the cocooning. It's important to talk about how they cocoon humans. Oh, right. Um, that was the thing where they like found a bunch of life signatures. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, it's a colonist. They're huddled yes. beneath. This is like a huge, <laughs> hugely <laughs> important. Um, I, I forget if it's after they hole up or what, but um, they get a bunch of life readings, go down underneath the compound and find all of these humans in these disgusting mucus cocoons. And we learn that all the eggs are incubating in these humans that the aliens have, like, captured or something. 
Yes. And wrapped okay. up like they create webs. Something like that. And also, this is before they hole up because they have the alien. The scene with the alien backing out. Oh, okay. So, whatever. Yes. Pretty important. <laughs> yes. Because we find out that people are alive for a little while when they get cocooned. Yeah, so um, this is a really pivotal scene or sequence, I guess, because um, at the center they find all these colonists cocooned. They're incubators, and an alien hatches out of one. They all see this different version of a chest-bursting scene. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was a big fan because I don't know what it was like, but I'm sure by this point the chest-bursting scene was already well-known in movies. Yeah. So if you have the sequel to Alien... Gotta have a chest-bursting scene. Yeah, and James K. Is he gonna copy it? You know, have another dinner scene or try and get it again? But no, it's just different version. More, I, I really liked how different it was and how mm-hmm. it wasn't this big moment. It was just kind of scary, like, alien life cycle, you know? Oh, yeah. As a fan. As a fan. And then, then what? Everybody dies. Everybody dies. Very sad. Yeah. All the secondary characters. Well... Are you are you jumping to the battle? No, this is when they find the colonists. Oh and god, they I'm sorry. The, yeah, the big fight, the big yeah. fight, and then they're like running through. Yeah, and they're yeah. trying to get out, and you find out Burke's not Burke. Um, yes, Burke is a bastard because he shuts the door on him. Yeah, no. Um, is that a different? This is. I'm still talking about when they find the colonists. Oh Jesus Christ! Yes. Sorry. Okay. So they find the colonists, and then there's the chest burst scene. They roast the little alien that comes out, and then a bunch of adult aliens are there, and they basically eviscerate everybody. People get splashed with acid blood. Marines die. Yes. And then it cuts down the cast because the commanding officer kind of freezes up and is terrified, so Ripley takes control of the APC and crashes it through into the nest, and uh, they get to save Hicks, Vasquez, and Hudson. And um, then they get in this big argument about, like, you know, Burke says, "Oh, I want to keep. I want to keep the mission alive. You know, we got to protect these alien assets, pretty much." And the Marines are like, "No, we're going to go back to the ship and nuke it from orbit." Um, but you know, with all the body count and everything, and they have this child Newt that they have to protect. They they hole up in the command center because it's nightfall at that point. Um, so now we're in the command center. They've welded it all shut and. That's one. Things go bad again. Yes. <laughs> Very bad. Bad indeed. Um, so I think now is the who's laying these eggs. I'm just so excited about this weird ass mother alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, where does that come in? Because there's the chest burster. They all die. They come near. They escape. Oh, right. They can't escape because they call in their evac ship and there's an alien on the evac ship. Yep. And the alien on the evac ship kills the pilot, mm-hmm. crashes down. Now they're trapped. Okay. Um, it was kind of late when we watched this. We went to yes. bed right after. And we were very focused on a burrito delivery. Oh, yeah. This, you know what? Nobody listens to these and I want to talk about it anyway. We ordered a burrito from a restaurant at 8 o'clock. Yes. And every time I checked the app, the delivery time was later and later. And it was getting to like 8.50 and our delivery time was supposed to be 9.30. Originally it was supposed to be 8.50 itself. 
So I finally called the restaurant <laughs> and they're like, your order has been ready for like 20 minutes. Nobody's coming. And I was like, that sucks. Whatever. I'm donating my burritos. And they're like, right. no, no, no. We'll get you those burritos. So the gosh darn owner of the restaurant drove to us after closing mm -hmm. and gave us our burritos. So that was a saga of our life for like 20 minutes because we had to go downstairs and wait for this guy. Yeah. Because he didn't have the app. He couldn't be like, your order is here. Yeah, he's a hero. <laughs> we can cut this out and post. I'm no, just so no. upset. You know, don't... If, uh, if a restaurant has the option to order off their own site, do that. Yeah. Because, like, the delivery apps... Delivery apps low-key suck. It's all just shady dealings, and they screw over the drivers, or they screw over the restaurant owners. The optics on that whole thing for me, up until you call... Up until you called where that, oh, the restaurant is screwing us. It gets later and later. But it wasn't. They had it ready all along. And it was each street. And then... Ooh, you're naming names. Oh, yeah. Well, and then uh, as soon as they, as soon as we cancel or whatever, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, here's a refund. Um, it's no, no trouble to them. Whereas the restaurant just gets screwed. So. Yeah. So don't use each street, I guess. It's or any of those. Um, so, uh, the pilot crashes. They're they're saving pilot crashes, and uh, they have to go ahead and barricade themselves within this building because now we're at the point where Newt says they mostly come at night, mostly. No, that's sooner, isn't it? No. Are you sure? Yeah, because they're all like, "Let's get out of here!" After all the Marines die, they go to the pickup spot for the pilot. The pilot gets killed en route and crashes, uh -huh. and now they are without any shelter. Oh my god! And Newt says we have to, we have to get in there because they mostly come at night, mostly. Oh, so Is they, that in the Wikipedia? Is that why you know? Well, it says here that um, stowaway alien kills the pilots, causing it to crash into the station. The remaining group barricades themselves inside the colony. Okay. So. All right. I'm pretty sure. You're probably right. I don't know. I'm in a burrito haze. While they're in this building, it is realized that uh, Burke, yep. the company man, had ordered the colonists to investigate the spaceship with the eggs. And his intention was to, you know, get them incubated and bring them back over as biological weapons or whatever and get yep. rich. Which is probably what they wanted in the first movie. Yes. Yeah, probably. Because they... They do realize an alien that the ash, like, started the signal, and he was a Wayland Utani mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. lead. So the whole thing about the I think it's poor optics because this thing can't be controlled. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> Just unleash it on some unsuspecting nation, and then what? You don't get the ground, and he, the alien's there. The alien is in that zone. What are you gonna do? You're gonna kill it. You're gonna kill it. They couldn't kill it. How many people are you going to get with this thing before they wise up and nuke it? Exactly. Bad optics. Very much so. Anyway. <laughs> Wayland Utani did not think it through. No, they didn't. They never do. <laughs> they um, unleashed this virus on us. This coronavirus. It's a bioweapon. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's political. <laughs> yeah, is it? <laughs> it's, uh, it's a largely accepted... Is it? Fan theory? No. Oh, fan theory. Wait. 
Are you talking about the real world fan theory of this virus? Yes. Oh. I'm going along with you. People are dying. You started this. (laughs) Anyhow. (laughs) Burke says, uh... Oh no, I'm joking. (laughs) We should cut this part out. No. Yes. Um, so, Burke and Ripley square off. She's like, I know what you're up to. And Bishop the android comes along and says, oh, that crash kind of triggered something over in this power station that's going to explode before sunrise. Like, we're totally doomed. Unless I crawl through the pipes. Yeah, and then we got uh, the android in the tunnel. Yeah, I got an android in the tunnel. He just shimmies through. This was, I I like the filming of this scene because it's close up on his face. So the tightness is really obvious. Really claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. And it kind of reminded me of first movie's air duct stuff. You know, like, is he safe in there? Oh, my God. Good callbacks. And so good. So sweaty. Yes. Everyone in this movie is always sweaty. (laughs) It's It's really warm. It's a very wet movie. (laughs) It's it's slick. They're all slick. Um, Next scene is when Ripley and Newt go to sleep. Yeah, and I thought this was so sweet. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, Ripley is, uh, you know, caring and kind of comes up and Snuggles her because his child is scarred as hell. Oh, yeah. PTSD up the wazoo. Yes. They both have PTSD. Truly. And uh, she has her gun above her. Mm-hmm. And they fall asleep. Very nice. And then they awake. I forget what, like, wakes her up. Is it... I think it's the face hugger. She, she like, hears a noise. Yeah. She reaches for a gun and it's gone. Mm-hmm. And they both see face huggers. There's two of them. Uh, and they're, it's all dark. They don't know what's up. She doesn't have her gun. It's clearly a setup job. Yeah, because we see Burke shut off the TV. Yeah, they they uh, are calling for help and waving and uh, cuts over to Burke, shuts it off. And this is similar to the Ash twist. Mm-hmm. The first one where it's just like, oh, I trusted the company again. Silly me. Um, and the med lab is on fire because they've got to torch these suckers. She Ripley triggers a a fire alarm with a, with a what is that thing that you use to light cigarettes? A, a lighter? lighter, a lighter. Yep. Brain Doesn't fire. the the med lab actually catches on fire too? Well, she summons the marines by holding a lighter up to the sprinkler, and then they get down there, and then um, they yeah yeah they they burn them. Uh, well, no, because there's a shootout. They use guns. They don't set oh. them on fire. What movie did I watch? I don't know. <laughs> so she summons them by holding up the lighter. They come, they shoot the facehuggers in the nick of time, and they get in a big argument, and Burke is essentially imprisoned because she's like, you, Ripley says, you wanted to get us impregnated with these aliens mm-hmm. and become the embryos or whatever, or put the embryos in us, yeah. and then we bring birth. So you're just trying to do what you did with the colonists. You're a criminal, but they cannot... Get into it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? Death from above. I wrote that down. <laughs> Death from above. So the aliens, there's a power cut, and the aliens drop down. And this is the crazy fight I was yes. thinking about. Yeah. This is the one where they're trying to shoot them all. Um, Hudson gets captured. Well, they're trying to shoot them all. Burke flees or he tries to flee. 
and he shuts the door on Ripley and it's like, gosh darn it, you son of a gun. But then he gets cornered by an alien and he gets killed. And then Hudson also gets captured after covering everyone while they retreat. And Gorman, I guess his name is. And Vasquez also sacrificed themselves to stall the aliens. And it's so Ripley and Newt mostly can get away. But we find out Newt is captured. And this was really, really sad, I guess. Because Ripley's like, she's still alive! And she has to get Mm -hmm. torn away. Yeah, it was a really emotional and like good payoff to all of the motherly stuff being built up and um, the bonding that they had so far. And uh, it seems especially like kind of Ripley believably thinks it's her fault because she was in the sewer and she like sent her down there to be protected while all the aliens were fighting and stuff. And then they couldn't cut open the sewer right in time and alien got like just oh, snatched her. Really? So, so any kind of. Like, with Newt in the water. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's super tense. I That's probably why I don't want to watch uh, that crocodile movie that just came out. Oh, Crawl. Crawl, yeah, because Anaconda really got me, and Jaws. <laughs> and that's probably why I'm not too keen about open water. The movie? <laughs> Those movies, yeah. Oh, there's a movie called Open Water. I'm where... probably not keen on that movie either. If yeah. I remember that, that's a couple who just gets stuck. Yeah, they go scuba diving and are abandoned. Terrifying stuff. I don't like to think about it. So, Ripley and Hicks continue on and they reach Bishop the Android, who is in the second dropship that he's summoned with the control panel. Yeah, Bishop is OG. Yeah, he's doing doing a lot of favors for the group here. After Ripley initially distrusted him. Yeah. Oh my. Well, due to the past trauma from Ash. (laughs) She has to re-examine her biases. <laughs> Step two, re-examine personal biases. Um, then what is going on is that they all get in the ship. They're ready to go, but um, Ripley does not want to abandon Newt. She knows she's alive. So they return back to the processing station, and Ripley is all kitted out. She's got gun and a flamethrower held in one hand you know badass as hell yeah she's got a tracker that she gave to newt earlier on the scene where she's like duct taping the two guns together yeah so it's not so the way you describe it doesn't really explain how badass this is yeah because it's two guns taped together it's like double gun i feel like holding two guns in one hand with no tape would be more badass (laughs) Than going the assisted route of taping. What about what's it called when you shoot the recoil? Yes. It would shake off the flamethrower. It wouldn't work out. That's why she had to tape them together. True. She's an engineer at heart. Yeah, she is. She's got the spacey background. Space yeah. background. Um, so she's all kitted out, and now she's charging through. She's gonna kill a bunch of aliens and rescue yes. Newt. Yes, and she finds Newt mm-hmm. in the nick of time, blasts a facehugger that's about to get her. And as they're backing out, they find themselves in a field of eggs. Yes. Now we can talk about... <laughs> Thank you. Well, there were eggs earlier in the movie. Yes. Okay, so this disgusting tube... Oh, yes. squirting out little eggs. And they're white at first, and then they harden. That doesn't matter. I mm-hmm. just want to talk about it. It's disgusting. They're it's like so spider gross. eggs when they first yeah, come Yeah, like spider eggs. Do you know um, Futurama, the slurm worm? Yeah, Slimes McKenzie. Yeah, I think, I don't know, just anything coming out of an anus. I think it's 
Oh, the the slurm making worm, not, yeah. not the spokesman. Yes, that is disgusting. All of that just really gets me. And what is as that they're called? Watching him make it, and he's just drinking. drinking. It. So there's the thorax, and then the what is the anatomically correct word to describe this egg squirter outer? The Wikipedia page calls it an ovipositor. Ew. So like ovum, I guess. Yeah. Depositor. Ovipositor. <laughs> <laughs> I is... have technically I have an ovipositor. Me too. No, you don't. You don't have eggs. I don't. Not that you know. I have lady eggs inside me. I lay chicken eggs. I do too. That's crazy. Yes. When I go to the I'm... bathroom in the morning, I typically should... find an egg. <laughs> should cut this out because our listeners don't know where this weird. That's fine. They need to know. Anyway, that ovipositor yes. fueled my nightmares. Oh, you dreamt about this thing? Well, yeah, it's just disgusting. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the props guy did a great job. Again, you know, the saga continues. I was going to say, there was some obvious CGI. Oh, like yeah. the ship. Yes, yeah, and the ship. Just didn't look, it didn't hold up. Mm-hmm. I wonder how it looked back in the 80s. I wonder if it looked good. Blew their minds. Maybe. Um, anything else you want to touch on with the queen? Well, I mean, no. Uh, but the whole action-y scene, like, in the elevator and stuff, um, how orange and blue it was. Oh, yeah. Like, As she's descending mm-hmm. to go get it. I think that's a pretty common trope for action movies, that it's all orange and blue. Yeah. And the movie posters especially. Yeah, know, I think. It's a... Like, Die Hard. Maybe not Die Hard. Well, probably a diary. Like everything. Yeah, a lot of stuff. If you Google it, there's just mm-hmm. hundreds. They all use orange and blue. Anyway. So they're, they're backing out and they like, she threatens the queen eggs to yeah, get out of there. Yeah, she does light them on fire. Yeah. And that pisses off the queen, who and we find find out can detach from yeah, her ovipositor. Bro, she <laughs> rips her ass off <laughs> and chases them. Ah. Uh. Terrifying. Just so much, like I said, it's wet. It's a wet movie. There's a lot of slime. So they finally, they get back up to the the surface uh, last minute to get on the ship with uh, the bishop and, um, bishop the android and what is the guy's name? Hicks? Is it Hicks? Yeah, I think Hicks lives. Lives, yeah. It it was pretty gnarly what happened to Bishop, too. Yeah, so they... Yeah, they escape Mm -hmm. the planet, and you're like, it's all good, but... Right. There's an alien on the ship. Yes, the queen. The Das Queen. And uh, she attacks them, of course. And we find out that androids still bleed milk in this movie, because she (laughs) literally rips Bishop in half. Yeah. It's gruesome. He's vomiting android blood no good disgusting i feel like if they had used actual blood this would have been an x-rated movie for how gruesome it was yeah the android death even knowing it's an android is really disgusting uh but he's ripped in half thrown to pieces and then um they get in a big fight you know they get in a big fight on the spaceship uh ripley jumps into the loader and kind of brawls with the alien yeah and this is where the yellow robot comes up again yes so the exosuit cargo loader mm-hmm. and she grips it and same move shoots it out in the airlock 
I didn't. I really hated that part. Yeah. Because they like go, they fall into the airlock, and she opens the airlock and just hangs on to the ladder uh-huh. against the vacuum of space. <laughs> like it seems like a real tall order to do, but she just uses her human strength, her mother's strength, and everybody in the uh, in the uh, hangar mm-hmm. is also hanging on to stuff, and. It just seems... And all the oxygen's going out. Yeah. Nobody's talking nobody's about Nobody's talking about it. Nobody cares about the oxygen I in this movie. I really care about the oxygen. Yeah. And uh, James Cameron trees. did not. Save the trees. So... James Cameron didn't. Yeah, he didn't know He also... He sunk all those people. He made them drown. He doesn't care about their oxygen. He's poop. Avatar? Do they even breathe oxygen in that movie? Anyhow, this is the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, the queen alien is... Murdered in the airlock. Uh, so, what were your favorite things, and what were your least favorite things? About well, we didn't aliens? talk about. Well, they so they defeat the alien, and then they all enter hypersleep again. Yes. To go back to Earth. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Um, tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, I liked the characters more this time around. I agree. And I liked the. The dialogue more just was more believable, I think, or it felt more natural. All the characters talked better to each other. I feel like this movie was longer too. It did seem a bit longer, yeah, which I would say is a negative. Oh, <laughs> it, it ran a little long, but um, yeah, it, it was basically everything I liked about the first one. It still was scary to me. Um, yeah, I agree. This movie was pretty scary. And then what I didn't like, I wouldn't say it's perfect. No, by it's any not stretch. perfect. Maybe it's CGI. Movie. It's easier to watch. Yeah. It's an easy to watch kind of movie. Yeah. What about you? Likes, dislikes? So I liked it. I don't know. I liked that it was action-y. I like that kind of movie. I feel like this one was easier to summarize because the plot was more A to B, I guess? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because it's an action movie, so just, I don't know, by benefit. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, it was an action movie. It's easy to track the plot points in those kinds of films. I feel like... Uh, so you know how like we like Marvel movies now? Yeah. I feel like the superhero movie of today was the action movie of the 80s. So it's not really a cinematic masterpiece or anything. Not to say that the Alien was groundbreaking, but this was definitely more a movie to enjoy than to feel changed by. Right. So, um, I'm going to give a number. Yeah. Do you want to give a number at the same time? Did you like doing that? I have mine set in stone. Okay. We can do a countdown. I'll say. No, no, no. Well, yours can be set in stone. What's your number? Six. Six, really? Yeah. I'm going to say eight. Well, hey... So, seven. What happened to being set in stone? Well, my I still think it's an eight, and if you think it's a six, then our group rating would be seven, like why we've done in the past. Why couldn't we reveal them on the count of five? <laughs> Don't know what to tell you. <laughs> this is the worst day of my life. I'm sorry to hear that. Also, yeah, I'll come up to a seven. I'll go down to a seven. Okay, cool. Seven oh. and a half? No. Six and a half. Uh, we've we've done this in the past where we say our numbers and then meet in the middle for the group rating. Yeah. And your number was six. 
And mine was eight. I'm just messing with you. So seven. Yeah, seven. I can be... That's a mean, right? That's a median. That's the medium. Oh, don't be asking me about statistics. I have no idea. (laughs) Um, It is the average. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. All right. Cool. Well, I guess we bickered a lot in this episode. Uh, Welcome to a sneak peek at our daily lives. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening. If you listen. Yeah. Go to our website, rookiemoviereviews.com, or Gmail us at rookiemoviereview at gmail.com if you disagree with anything we've said. Or maybe we'll have Rookie Movie Reviews ready as a domain. So yeah. well, we'll see. Maybe. I'll figure it out. I work a full-time job, and I'm tired. so tired Ah, alright love you bye (laughs) bye bye